it again, Maddie. Oh, get into geek. <laughs> Tell me I don't sound like that. No. <laughs> get into geek. All right, no, that's terrible. Let's as well. see how I do sound. Get into Geek, this is the Get Into Movies currently 75% of us. My name is Mitch, joined as always by Matty. Well done on that math, hello. Thank you, and mm. Brendan. Hello. We are here to talk uh, movies in a non-spoiler format. We are talking Spider-Man Homecoming, very much a homecoming of the Sony-owned character into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, oh, his own is film. that what the title was referencing? Well, certainly wasn't about the actual homecoming part oh, of it, but we'll get into that. We're not going to be ruining the movie for anyone who is keen to see it. This is where you come just to find out what we think of it, and even if you're thinking about maybe giving it a crack, if you've lost faith in Spider-Man after The Amazing Spider-Man 2, <laughs> and if you have, no one's going to discredit you for it because that movie was terrible. Are we just going to blame Amazing Spider-Man 2, or are we going to blame both... Tobey Maguire. Well, certainly with Spider-Man 3. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Amazing Spider-Man 1 was, was pretty okay. decent. Mm. I mean, looking back on it, it, you know, it is basically Ninja Turtles with a, a different colour scheme, but um, <laughs> in terms of the way it was written, yeah. but it was it was promising. I remember, what was that, back in 2012? 2012, yep. Yeah. That, was, that was pretty promising. And you just got Amazing Spider-Man 2. I thought cause... you were better than that, Jamie Foxx. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, everyone associated in that movie, it wasn't pretty. That was... Only three years ago. Now, mind you, that came out in, like I think, May of 2014. February 2015, they announced Spider-Man's coming back to the MCU. Well, not coming back, but Sony and, and Marvel Disney have come to an agreement that he can feature in their films. But when it comes to his own movies, Sony will have full creative control. Now, we can discuss here, and probably in spoilers too, whether we think that's bullshit or not. I'm going to say... Absolute bullshit. Absolute bullshit. (laughs) Because it's like Kevin Feige, the overlord saviour of the MCU, has just come into Sony and went, guys, it's working out pretty well over my side of the street. (laughs) If you want to take my notes, here's my book on how to do things. And let's just say, nailed it. They absolutely nailed this. It I certainly it. saved the character from what it was in Amazing Spider-Man 2. I'm sitting at home the other night. I'm talking about this screening tonight with my wife, Sarah, and she's like, oh, why do they keep making Spider-Man movies? They just keep bombing. I said, they don't, though. Amazing Spider-Man 2 made seven or $800 million worldwide. Sony could have done what Transformers, at least said, I haven't seen Transformers 5, but Transformers 4 made just over a billion. 1.1, right? But Paramount were like, oh, that was the worst received movie we've maybe ever made. Blockbuster style. The worst let's, received movie anyone ever <laughs> Sure, that was a pile of poo. That, let's, uh, let's, <laughs> let's, let's try and re, rebrand this franchise. And Sony obviously did the same thing. It made $800 million. They're like, well, clearly, critically, and for fans, this isn't working. What are we going to do? And then Marvel have come in. They don't need Spider-Man. They're doing pretty well without him. Went, hey, come over here. Maybe Sony asked. I don't know how it, how it happened, but they uh, they come together. Well, they've just in... thought, oh, we've made two, two, had two cracks at this mm. and we suck at it. Mm. Then, let's put him in the MCU. We'll put him in what it was. Well, it? No, I feel Civil like, War. Civil yeah. War. I feel like Kevin Feige probably won the argument in just one, one pitch. He goes, Let's hire an actual teenager instead of a 30-year-old. <laughs> yeah, just see yeah. how it plays. Start. Let's yeah. just see how it plays. Now, like, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing, like, you, especially in this film tonight, he really stands out as being a child superhero. Now, okay, mm. while Tobey Maguire was 26 or 27 when he first started playing Peter Parker in high school, the character... 
graduated from high school almost exactly halfway through the first movie. Mm. So he wasn't the teenage superhero that he said. Well, the, the the high school superhero that that's what makes him completely different from any other and hero. And there's a point in Spider-Man 2 where Aunt May says, can you believe it's been actually two years since Uncle Ben was taken from us? Yeah. So it all kind of, you know... Yeah. They yeah, just okay. they keep pushing Travels him forward through. into into adulthood. Whereas here, he says in this film, I'm 15 years old. Now, Tom Holland, <laughs> when he shot this, probably 20. Mm. He's always going to be at least five or six years older than, uh, than the character he's playing. But he, he, it's sort of that movie magic. It's like, well, he doesn't look 15, but he does look like a teenager. Yeah, w- so let's pass it that off. That was one thing. Like, I'd buy him as 16, 17. But when they said 15 and mm. Tony Stark was calling him 14, I was like, ooh, yeah. pump the brakes, guys. Hold yeah, yeah, yeah. Second. And you're not bringing on a 14-year-old to go and take him over to Germany and, mm. you know, fight against Captain America and, and a lot of other stuff actually I do want to talk about that side of it and and mm. the MCU reaches in our spoilers chat yeah, radio, but, radioactive spider bite notwithstanding no 14 year old has abs like that no, no but no. I think yeah they, they save the character for audiences but even in the film like he's he is a school based kid he is a real nerd like he's he's, he's too excited right he, he is ridiculously smart he's ridiculously yeah. awkward around obviously girls and, and whatnot, yeah. but he's only got his one friend. He doesn't know how to talk to a lot of other people. He's very friendly, but naive as well. Um, you know, d- despite all of his intelligence and uh, then, then the action, I, I think you can't make Spider-Man without over CGIing the hell out of the movie, but it just didn't look as polished as what maybe it could have. I guess it was just mm. a little bit too, a bit too video game cutscene esque in, in some scenes, and certain shots in certain scenes looked a lot better than the rest of it. But um, you know, the action was great. And we'll talk about it. But what, whatever's been uh, seen in the uh, in the trailers for that that scene on the on the ferry, yeah, there's a, sh- a a one shot in that in that action scene that was fantastic, and it's a scene that only Spider Man can do, right? Yeah. It's an action piece that only Spider-Man can do. And that's what you want to see Spider-Man... Mm, unless it's Chris Evans with a helicopter. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm There's not talking no, about that. No, but oh. the web isn't just your jizz. No. <laughs> <laughs> isn't so, it, though? Isn't it? And then I think uh, I was happy with Michael Keaton in the movie compared to the trailer because while I love Michael Keaton, oh, Michael not just Keaton. because of being you know, our, our childhood Batman... He, in the trailer, come across as just a very one-note sort of sniggering villain, like, let's change, mm, you know, the very, world's changing, and I'm going to kill you, and yeah, and... I'm a bad guy, and you're a good guy. Whereas in this, the movie starts off with him. That's not a spoiler, but it starts off, and you actually get to see him as a different side, and you see many different sides of his character through this movie, and so I don't think it necessarily ups the um, the percentage of good to bad MCU villains because so far that we've only had two and a half decent villains in the entire MCU's like what, 14, 15 films but he's definitely on the better side and mm. and maybe that's just because it is Michael Keaton. I, well, I don't know. And in terms of a Spider-Man villain in a live action sense, it's probably the first one we've seen that doesn't have an initial connection to Peter Parker. Mm. You look at all the initial first films, it was all the Osborns, and it was Doc Ock who he was working with on that sort of thing, yep. and Dr. Kurt Connors, mm. the reptile who, again, was working with um, with Parker. Um, I guess Electro kind of wasn't really attached, but he was still kind of attached because they both worked for Oscorp at yeah. the time. But this, they really have nothing to do with each other in terms of they're real life personas. They're mm. not connected in any way, mm. but they, they come together as Spider-Man and Vulture, mm. which I thought was a bit refreshing. And 
not to give too much away, but it's just refreshing to have a film that doesn't re- revolve around Oscorp for a change. Yeah. Did you see both Amazing Spider-Man movies, Brendan? I, only, I think, no, I only saw a little bit of the second one. Mm. And oh, try, I'm not going back to watch it. Yeah, no, no. The only reason I asked Brendan, because in the second film, and especially what they were trying to set up towards the end and, and the franchise ongoing, which never eventuated, Oscorp started to seem to me a bit like the Umbrella Corporation from Resident Evil, where everything bad that was happening in the world started from this company, and they were trying to right. fix it so they could make more bad shit happen, blah, blah, blah. But every bad guy that was going to be in Spider-Man's rogues gallery, which it's like him and Batman, I think, have like certainly the most recognizable villains, I think, like outside of their mm, yeah, sort of top definitely. three, right? You yeah. could name a shit ton of Batman villains. You could name the same with Spider-Man. They were all going to have something to do with Oscorp, and I did not want that to happen at all, especially... Well, it's not good writing when you do that because you're like, oh, this is our list of villains we're going to go mm. through. And as a viewer, you're bored yeah. with that kind of writing. Well, so I am. I'm glad they didn't they didn't do that in uh, in this film and that uh, Michael Keaton's Vulture character yeah, came at it with different intentions, different motivations, that are, which is kind of cool, tied to past events from the Marvel Cinematic Universe from mm. years before this yeah. film actually takes place. Which is a kind of a, a nice little tie-in. I thought that was that was really cool for fans that have seen all these movies, and Absolutely. it does tie into the biggest one. But it's just a nice little nice little connective tissue. I was about between to them. turn to you and go, "When is this set?" Yeah, because I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't expecting it to go mm. there. From, that's the very first scene, basically. But it seems cool. to be a recurring theme in uh, in Phase Three that it's we're kind of almost going back a little bit. Mm. Like if you think about uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Two, was kind of set in 2014, even though it came out yeah. this year. This year. Uh, Doctor Strange, well, that's kind of up in the air in terms of we don't quite know the time frame of that. Yeah. And then this film is kind of not set in 2017, I don't think. It kind of... No, it is set. It's set two months after the events of Civil War. Well, what, what, when was the start and end of 1 and 2, Avengers? Is that what you're talking about? Phase one and phase two? Yeah, phase one ended with the Avengers. Phase two officially ended with Ant-Man. Oh. But once you saw Ant-Man, I mean, it kind great of... movie. Yeah. It doesn't really feel like the end, the culmination of whatever phase two no, was because all about. Oh. And they, they made no secret that what they wanted to do with this film was, you know, make it uh, a different type of genre entry into the MCU. Like, you know, they say Ant-Man was your heist film and Captain America Winter Soldier was this political, you know, espionage thriller type. This was going to be a John Hughes-inspired, you know, high school comedy. And they do actually, at one stage show a little piece of Ferris Bueller because that's, you know, arguably the most famous um, John Hughes film. And, yeah, it, it certainly is comedy upped as far as MCU movies go and more recently they have been trying to up the comedy obviously Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and we spoke about that to its successes and detriments as well a couple of months ago you know whether we thought they were aiming for too much comedy and then I guess with this movie as well I felt the same thing if you're aiming for more comedy you've got to nail more comedy mm. and I don't think they nailed as much as what they were aiming for in uh, in this film they certainly had a lot of great moments and I think the more subtle jokes in this film were the were the oh, better ones. There was a joke where I was the only one in the cinema that laughed. <laughs> and then I realized, oh, that was a setup to a not a great joke. Yeah. It it, it wasn't was... it wasn't Ghostbusters remake. Oh god. Awful no, no sort of like looking at the camera Hidden almost, yeah. you know, winking like, it, hey, we're setting something up here. Get ready to laugh. It had a lot of uh 
felt a lot like Ant Man to me. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, had a lot of that. That kind of. I feel like the the Guardians of the Galaxy humor was like, whoa, look at what's happening, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Whereas this, very similar to Ant Man, was kind of more that that dry, awkward pause kind of humor. Mm. You know, there's a lot of that in there. And some of that I think is gonna is gonna be detrimental in in rewatching, especially there's a, there's a scene with um this sounds so wrong there's a scene with Peter and Happy in a men's bathroom yeah um and there's a there's a kid that comes out to sort of you know use the toilet and wash his hands and it just goes on too long I think it was enjoyable in the moment mm. yeah but then I thought oh god watching in my in my head I'm already rewatching it at home on the couch <laughs> when it comes out on DVD yeah, yeah. and I'm like. Oh God! Hurry up! Hurry up! Okay, we get it. Keep going. Yeah, I found that too. Watching this movie, thinking, okay, well, I I've come to see it with you boys. I'll want to take my wife to watch it, and I'm thinking, I I think I want to watch it as soon as I can in a very, you know, packed cinema because I I think in those scenes with less successful jokes, you're gonna need the rest of the audience support to try and lift mm. the the impact of yeah, it, I, I didn't, guess. Yeah, I didn't laugh at every single joke, but they got a laugh, mm. yeah. nevertheless. Yeah, yeah which is good. Yeah, definitely. So it, I, I think that's too that many. I think it could do with being shorter, this movie. I think uh, there is a lot of setup at the start with how inexperienced Spider-Man is as a hero, and that just went on not so much too long, but the examples they kept showing little bits and pieces of you know him saving people that didn't need to be saved and him trying out techniques and tricks with his costume and he, and his webbing that he didn't quite master and and it's just it felt so repetitive at the start I'm yeah. like, I, I, I get Sounds it Sounds a bit clunky he's very unsuccessful whereas it's set after the events of civil war and he was doing he pretty it. well yeah, in that airport with scene. America. He was going toe to toe with. He with took out Winter Soldier and yeah. Falcon without even breaking a sweat. Yeah. yeah. Whereas in this, he can't at one stage swing from one building to another without hitting the well, ground. He can't even know? just. Yeah, there was that van scene where he grabs onto the van, and he, the van was dragging him around for what felt like five minutes. Yeah. I'm mm. Like, come on. Yeah. You can just pull on that, and then the van will stop. Yeah. I think <laughs> that's the thing that they missed the most was how powerful is he? Yeah. Cause, yeah, definitely. Because he picked up uh, and a huge air conditioning ve- or bricks, yeah, and then struggled to carry a guy on his shoulder. I'm mm. like, well, come on. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. If you look at and um, in the comics, he has to pull his punches, otherwise he will kill someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look at look at Civil War. Oh no, sorry, um, Winter Soldier. Bucky is set up. He's the villain in that film. He's the muscle. He can go toe to toe with Captain America, and he's a damn good fighter. Mm. Cut to Civil War. He throws a punch at Spidey and Spidey catches it while he's laughing going, whoa, you have a metal arm? Yeah. yeah. That is so cool. Like, yeah. So he's got some strength about him. Yeah. And also, while we have begun this iteration of Spider-Man, post-Radioactive Spider-Bite, post-Uncle Ben getting killed and giving Thank him... Thank God. Oh, I'm so glad not to hear the name Uncle Ben. Oh, so yeah. refreshing. Even even at one point he said, oh, she's been through a lot. I'm like, yeah, even that's too much. You're talking about Aunt May, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's some weird part of me, I don't know whether it's me being, like, you call me a completist, Maddie, um, mm. but whether it's me, it's like, oh, well, this is a new version. I, I kind of need to know... Not so much that that's happened. I know it's happened, but I need to. I don't know why I feel like I need to see it. But I have to admit, I I was expecting a flashback. Something, yeah, definitely, at yeah. least of the the spider bite. Yeah, yeah, or even like what they did in Spider Man Two with Tobey Maguire. His whole origin story and the events of of Spider Man One were told yeah. in the opening credits in like you know co- comic panels, basically yeah. comic cells. But um, yeah, while they skip ahead the Uncle Ben stuff and the spider bite stuff. There were other things about his character, like like the strength, but 
Uh, I, and I don't. I, I feel like maybe we verge on spoiler territory here, but things about his character that they don't mention. But I don't know that they're not mentioning them because they don't want to just force information down our throats that we're already familiar with, like the Uncle Ben stuff, because we know yeah. that we don't need to be told it again. But there were elements about his powers yeah. that I don't even think are part of this iteration of the character. I will. I, I will go into that. Yeah, yeah. I'll go into it in spoilers um, because. Some people out there, you know, the tiniest little things is born. I don't want to piss anyone off. But I just think that either they felt like we... Oh, I don't know. Just It didn't make sense. If those if those powers are part of this character, a lot of things in this movie don't mm. make sense. But why change that? Because some of the things that are left out, there's one thing I hope you and I are on the, uh, on, the, on the same track here, Maddie. It's one of the biggest things about his character. How do you leave this out? But I'll save that for spoilers. But mm. look, black or white, I did enjoy this movie, and I'm glad to see what they've done with this character now that he is back again for all intents and purposes in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And while it is, yeah, a Sony film, and apparently this it's come out this week that Sony are keeping every profit, every dollar that this what? movie makes. Marvel just went, look, we've done some of the work, we've done all of the work, whatever, you get to keep the money. Because wow. then I guess... Marvel like, we've got enough money. Yeah, I know, we're, I know. We're like, doing okay, all right? You have so, that. Consider this that one's a, for the fans. Yeah, consider <laughs> that a down payment for when we get him for good. Yeah. yeah. It just, I think if When you, does that run out, by the way? Does anyone know? The, well, the which, Sony rights. Sony have made a film now, so I imagine yeah. it resets. Technically, because Sony have made this film, the rights... <laughs> That's pretty much how it works. It's same with Fantastic right. Four with Fox. While I would have loved Marvel in, in, on many levels to have had all the rights to all their characters from the very first film, the MCU, so that we could have had a Peter Parker 10 years ago. Right now, we would have had a late 20s. Yeah. Peter Parker, what does that guy look like? Who's a true Spider-Man, a real leader, like top three Avengers type thing. But also the way that it's turned out, it's kind of cool that... It'll be good for the future. RDJ yeah. is going to maybe pull up stumps in five, ten years. Maybe not, but he might be making less movies and having less screen time in said movies that Tom Yeah, Holland's... I reckon they'll just keep what he's doing in this movie in particular and just being a yeah, drop in, drop out character. Yeah, just bankrolling yeah. stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Which is fun anyway. You're like, oh my god, it's him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I guess yeah, black or white I said before I I I did like this movie. I think if I think we've shied away from the ratings recently. It feels weird to talk about it, but I think I gave Wonder Woman when we first came out of that a three and a half. And I think if we're going to go first impressions off the rank comparatively, I have to give this a three. Yeah. I think I enjoyed Wonder Woman when it first came out. Maybe it was a lot of more relief, whereas this one didn't have the, the pressure that Wonder Woman had on it. Like, yeah, wow, you're not going to ever go lower than that. Yeah, what's Spider-Man 2 going to be like? That one's going to be awesome, you know? Yeah. For me, I think uh, Michael Keaton's performance was... Way, way better than I'd ever expected. Mm. Um, oh, sorry. Not his performance. Obviously, I love him yeah. as a character actor. But the way it was written was way better than I expected. Yeah. I was expecting it to be like an Oscorp character and just be like boring, maniacal, mm. just villainous for no reason. I'm the bad guy yeah. type thing. But there were so many different layers to his performance, which I really appreciated. The kid was awesome. His friend was funny. Like there's, it's a really fun movie for me. You yeah. Go, if you're going to see a movie, I'm willing to pay twenty two dollars, whatever it is, a ticket. Yeah. To go and watch this, and I'd and for rewatchability, I'd watch it again for sure. It's it's fun. There's a little f couple of things that were frustrating 
me quite a bit, but nothing really to take away. That's why it is a three for me as well. But um, definitely worth a watch. Mm. I actually did something a bit interesting over the weekend. I actually went back and I watched Spider Man One and Two. Mm. I then watched uh, the scene that was re- it was revealed in the in the news earlier in the week where um, Kevin Feige said the little kid in Iron Man Two that has a little Iron Man mask on is actually Peter Parker. It's Tom Holland, Peter Parker. Yeah, it's cool, isn't it? At the at the world's. Do fair. you remember that scene in Iron Man Two, Bryn? Um, when, all the, when all the drones are kind of attacking the the big World's Fair thing, yeah. there's a little kid in an Iron Man mask and he holds his hand up like that to the, uh, to the okay. drones and then Iron Man lands next to him, does the same thing, blasts him, goes, good, good one kid, and flies off. Well, uh, earlier in the week or last week, Kevin Feige actually said, well, for them, obviously retroactively, yep. yeah. that's Peter Parker. Yeah, Peter Parker was there. Which makes sense. It's in New York. He's a, he's a very smart kid. There's a science fair going he on. Young, he was young at that point. Yep. That's yeah. 2010. Eight, eight the movie came out. Yeah. And uh, I think it's and probably set fif- 2009, I guess. Cause yeah, it was and about... if he's 15 in this film, he would have been seven or eight. Yep. You know, when that when that happened. Yeah. And so that's I'll, cool. Like that doesn't mean anything. That's just like, oh, that's convenient. But connective tissue there, it's like, oh my yeah. god, now I can you can go back and watch that film and go, that's Peter. Yeah. Shit. So I watched that and then I went back and watched all of Tom Holland's stuff from um Civil War as well. Yeah, just nice. to sort of just to as a refresher to Yeah, um, I wish I had have done that all. with the Civil War stuff because I was not confused because of the Toby Maguire one, but going, Oh, did they do the origin? I can't remember. Mm, was that yeah. in Civil War? I don't know. Yeah. I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. So I found this film, I think, I still think my favorite Spider-Man movie will probably be Spider-Man 2 with Doc Ock mm. and Tobey Maguire. I think that will still be, just because I feel like the Spider-Man Homecoming was a really good comedy action movie. But I feel like the Maguire film, especially the first two, did the drama action mm. better. And obviously there's some moments in Homecoming that to me really reflect um, scenes from Spider-Man 2. And I feel like it was done better there. There was more emotional resonance, which I'm, I'm big on. I like to have a bit of a tear up. And I think Tom Holland is the best Peter Parker I've seen. Yeah. But I don't think he's the best Spider-Man I've seen. If that makes sense, yeah. I feel like him without the mask, mwah, ten out of ten, love it. Him with the mask, it felt weak, not quite it? there. Maybe it's because oh no, we can't talk about that. We'll talk about that in spoilers. <laughs> I do like um, how mouthy he is as Spider-Man because Spider-Man is just a talker. Well, that's what I love about Spider-Man. I know it, it, it comes across with a lot of different heroes, but. Spider-Man and Peter Parker are two completely different personalities. Once that mask comes on, that little nerd has so much confidence yeah. and charisma and just guts. You know, he can go up to someone just with a gun and just talk yeah. shit yeah. to somebody. Go, do shoot me. I'm better than you. And just do quips the whole time, you know. But he doesn't have, once he has the mask off, he's, 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 he's a little bit intimidated by, you know, his principal and, and that sort of thing. So really no Spider-Man movie has shied away from that a lot. But this one certainly threw everything at you. It just maybe wasn't as mm. mm, as what we wanted. Yeah, I still I still very much enjoyed it. I guess I got I think I'm still processing a little bit. Yeah, but because it wasn't it definitely wasn't what I was expecting. So I think internally I'm just kind of reconciling my expectations versus what I what I just saw. But I still enjoyed it. Like yeah, I, I wasn't. I think I went in maybe expecting to be blown away like I was in, in Civil War or blown away like I was with Deadpool. Mm. You know, films like that that really sort of just surprisingly sort of blew me away. And I think I kind of went in expecting that, which was wrong of me to do. But I was kind <laughs> yeah. of, you know, I wasn't blown away the way I was um, like coming out of films like that. 
but it's still very, very enjoyable. I think um, Vulture is the best villain out of all of them, personally. Like, Doc Ock seen... was good, but... Well, his, his changes, too, in that film, I think his, his conversion from really regretful scientist to evil villain was like, yeah, that. that's why. And I then like right it. at the end, he was like, "Oh yeah, I have been really bad, haven't I? Hey, look, I'll sacrifice myself to save you." And it's like, "What are you? What you, Doc yeah. Ock, man? You sp- uh, anyway, whatever." <laughs> that's over. <laughs> but no, I did like the, the fact that the Vulture was supposed to be the villain in Spider-Man Four. That's mm, what Sam yeah. Raimi wanted to do. It was John Malkovich wow. was cast. Yeah. Wow. And I think Anne Hathaway was cast as Felicia Hardy. She, she was, was going to be Black Cat. Hardly enough got to play Catwoman, you know, a yeah. couple of years later. But they were going to make Spider-Man 4, Tobey Maguire, Kirsten Dunst, and have John Malkovich be Adrian Toomes, the Vulture. And that got scrapped. They do Spider-Man 1 and 2. And it's like, okay, now we're going to do it. Let's see a villain that we haven't seen before. Mm. Which, good on Sony for doing that. Every Spider-Man film, this is the third iteration. We haven't really... I know we, we've revisited the Green Goblin in two different iterations of the character, but really it wasn't as emphasized in the, the second time around. They haven't revisited villains. Mm. They've said, hey, look, he's got a shit. And even in this film, there's side character villains. <laughs> They've clearly said, hey, we're never going to use that bad guy. Let's throw him in as a henchman of this other bad guy, you know? So, yeah. you know, power to him for that. Yeah. All I'm, all I'm hoping for now is, is the only other villain that I really love of Spider-Man that I haven't seen live action yet is Scorpion. That's the one I really, really want to see. May look super, super goofy in live action. I'm not too sure. It was actually done really well in a recent um, animation, um, Ultimate Spider-Man, where he's actually a a villain of uh, Iron Fist. Mm. So he's actually like a dude with like a chain with like a hook on it. Would his inclusion make the Iron Fist TV show better? Oh, yes. he even he's not that good. No, he he would, he would make it brilliant. It would, <laughs> it would, it would definitely I still haven't seen the last two episodes that. of oh, that. No, yeah, no, can't work, put myself through work it. your way through it, buddy. No it's, rush, no rush. No. <laughs> yeah, pace yourself, pace yeah. yourself. It's a hard slog. Not this movie though. We uh, look loved it. This see movie it. we liked it. Go see it. Yeah. Go see it. Yeah. Definitely. definitely worth it. Worth admission. And uh, check back. Look, there's a lot of other things I would like to talk about. If you're a fan of the MCU, please listen to our spoilers chat once you've seen the film because this film, while it is not an MCU film in its entirety. It's a Sony movie that exists in that universe. There are some serious, like, universe changing things from very small things to very big things that when they come and show, you know, Avengers 3 next year, they've got to carry on some canon changes that they established in this film. You know, for a film that wasn't made by Marvel and Disney, it certainly set some ground rules for what's to come, which is exciting too because you don't just get everything you want from the MCU now out of a Marvel film, out of a Disney film. You're getting it from a Sony film as well, which is which is cool. So uh, check back with our spoilers chat. We can go into more, especially if you have seen the film with us and you want to talk about things a little bit more in depth that we just can't do when we're trying not to spoil it for people. Check back uh, with that, that podcast. That will be up a little bit after this one. In the meantime, you can follow us on all social media accounts, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, just simply at GetIntoGeek. You can drop us a line, GetIntoGeek at gmail.com. Individually, uh, I'm at Mitch underscore Lewis on Twitter and Instagram. Maddie, where can yeah, we find you? At HighPitchMaddie on Instagram. And Brendan. At I'm Brendan Gibson. Twitter and Instagram. Beautiful stuff. Check back more Spider-Man Homecoming. Our full spoilers chat coming up on Get It A Geek. Flip. Hey. Nice.
Nice, man. <laughs> nice. Are you patronizing me? No. Why would I ever do that? Get into geek.com.